Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Atlantic Bushcrafted Bushcraft Adventures. Tonight we're on episode 249, and we're going to do something a little different from our normal broadcasting or podcast, whatever you want to call us here. Um, tonight it's kind of going to be a tribute to one of our friends, somebody that's been uh, basically with Atlantic Bushcraft almost since we started. I mean, uh, and if anybody doesn't know, we're talking about Steve. Steve has been um, a regular viewer. Uh, a constant companion in the comments and a source of great information and stuff like that for literally basically since we started. I think maybe the first couple episodes he might not have been there was we were just gaining our traction, but it was not long afterwards that he came in and he was always there, always, always a listening ear in the comments. And not only the comments, we knew Steve personally as well. Like we, we, we've met Steve, both of us in person. We've gone camping with Steve. Uh, we've hung out with Steve, chatted had fun and unfortunately now this super awesome individual is no longer with us which unfortunately is the reality of you know life is that eventually it ends and nobody really knows when it's gonna go but i mean at the same time steve was a guy that was in decent shape um and wasn't overly old and honestly he just he kind of parted ways way too soon but I mean, all we can do is remember them fondly, and that's kind of what tonight's about. We're going to share some stories and kind of give them one last send-off from Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures. And I know, yeah. like I said, it's not going to be the same as what we normally do, Ben, and honestly, I don't really care. <laughs> that's the beauty of owning the podcast. Yeah, we do anything we want. <clears throat> yeah, no, Steve has has definitely been a, a avid, or had been an avid supporter of Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures. Um, early on, he was he was definitely a voice of encouragement. He often reached out to each of us, both as a group and individually, for advice, ideas. He was quick to share anything he thought he had learned or or, or found, and and we bounced ideas off each other um, <clears throat> and helped each other out quite a bit. Um, so I know Steve was a guy that, if I was in the area and needed help, and I called him, and in fact I did one time. In the middle of the night, he was he was ready to. <laughs> yeah, he, he was the kind of guy to give you the clothes off his back, right? And I I mean a lot of people send that say that loosely, and I mean nobody ever wants to speak ill of the departed for sure. But I mean he was literally that kind of guy, like you said, middle of the night you call him up if he if you needed his help, he was there. Like he was just a really good guy, one of the last few still roaming around. Honestly, he was genuine. Um, you always knew what he was thinking because he, he, he basically told you, you know what I mean? He was a very pleasant fellow. Don't get me wrong. He was never mean, but he was always very direct. You know what I mean? Like he, he told you what he meant. He told you what he thought and you kind of did with that what you will. And he kind of let you know that too. Yeah. Yeah. No, he definitely was. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but I mean, I, I'm not joking. I think you probably remembered night cause I called you the same night, but I was trapped in, Cape Breton one night. Yeah, I needed to get home, and I managed to to get a ride back as far as New Glasgow. The police officer that was giving me a ride said, "That's as far as I'm bringing you. I can't get you the rest of the way." And I'm like, "That's good enough for me. I, I, you know, you get me back to Pictou County, I will find help." And uh, I I sent three messages, and within minutes, all three people responded that, "Don't worry, buddy, we got you." Whatever you need, you will get, and uh, and that was a great feeling to know that you had that kind of support if I needed it. So, um, you know, uh, 
that was that was a great pleasure. Um, <clears throat> Steve was also, I think, one of the very few people that showed up to our one and only uh, bushcrafting event. He was. Uh, and we've talked about this in the past before. We had a lot of fun at that. Uh, and if anybody don't know what we're talking about, once upon a time there, <laughs> a ways back now, uh, we put out an extension or an invitation, I guess, to anybody that was in the area that wanted to go camping with Ben and I, that we would be at a location. At, well, I think we said messy, just and we'll tell you where we're going to be. Because we didn't want to yeah. display that all over the internet. But yeah, Steve was li like literally that night after the podcast. He was like, yeah, where's it going to be in what time? And yeah, he showed up. And if... Anybody out there listening, uh, and I do know we have some other, you know, close friends probably going to listen to this, or they may be joining in from the shadows, or whatever the case may be. If you've had the pleasure of actually getting out there and camping with Steve, you'd know he's a riot when you get him out there and have some fun. Like, he has the head, the best sense of humor that I could possibly imagine, because it was a dry, sarcastic humor, and I love that. You know what I mean? Like... If anybody realizes Ben and I may be very much the same, uh, Steve was cut from the same cloth, honestly. We got along really well. Super fun guy. Had uh, a lot of great stories he would tell. And I'm, I'm not going to repeat any because I don't know which ones I can and which ones I can't. I'm going to tell our own here eventually, but I know. I mean, he was just a riot to be around. He enjoyed the occasional drink, but never got too far into it. You know what I mean? I, the day we were out, we all got a little CD the next day, but not not as bad as me. I think I was the seediest. Um, but no, we had some fun. He was a fun guy, and, and like I said, he's going to be sorely missed. We, we had plans in the, the not-too-distant future, and I think I talked to, this, uh, to you about this already, Ben. Like We, we were planning to go do some exploring, uh, looking for an old camp. Uh, and since that invitation has passed on to another individual in our kind of little group here, and hopefully Chris is going to join me and we'll go out and find this place. But originally that was going to be Steve's and I's uh, little adventure, and we were starting to plan that. And literally, uh, his passing came just a few days ago, and unfortunately when he passed, I was in the woods, you tried to call me and let me know, and I didn't find out until I think it was the next day. But just prior to that, the day before his passing, I was talking to him about doing this adventure. So it was yeah. like super taken back when you called me and told me, and I was just kind of like, no way, man. Like I was just talking to the guy. He's, he's, he's fine. <laughs> no, but, yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, enough about the how, uh, the remembrance there. The first story I know about Ben or Ben <laughs> about Steve was honestly the first time I met him, uh, was to go pick up a gift he had given to you and I not long after we'd started the, the podcast. And we were talking about books, I think it was, or literature. And he asked us if we had ever read this book, Bushcraft, and um, from Morris there. And I had said, no, I'd never had the pleasure to read it. And literally, it was only a couple days after the podcast, he shoots me a message privately. And he's like, hey, Rob, do you have a second to come meet me over at Exit 21? And I was like, uh, and I'd never met the man before face to face. Like, I'd only known him through the podcast. I'm kind of like, uh, I guess so. You know what I mean? Always a little taken back when a stranger off the internet says, hey, can you come meet me? But it was a public place. It was out in common ground. It was stuff like that. It was uh, just out behind the Irving and the Ford dealership there. We uh, met up and he was like, hey, I got some stuff for you. And literally he gave me a dry bag, which I kept. Ben never got <laughs> because Ben had enough dry bags. And he gave me a couple books, one for me and one for Ben. And sure enough, it was the Bushcraft book that we were talking about. And uh, he even put a little, like, inscription in the inside. 
which I suppose means way more now than it did then. But uh, yeah, so Ben and Robert Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures. Thank you for all the time and effort you put into sharing your passion and experience with others. It is very much appreciated. And I mean, it's just a simple little inscription, but at the same time, it meant so much then and means even more now. You know what I mean? Because this, this was his attitude right up to the last time I talked to him. He always said, oh, you know, you guys do so good. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I couldn't imagine doing the same thing, sharing the knowledge and stuff like that. And I'd always tell him, like, Steve, you're gaining your own knowledge. You have knowledge in a lot of spots that i refer to you to for now you know what i mean and he was always so humble about it just kind of like oh no 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 but i mean he i have a couple other gifts from him don't get me wrong just minor things but this was the big one that came to mind because that's the first time i met steve and this is the first time i got to talk to him face to face uh, i drug melissa with me left her in the car and i was like if you see shouting fighting or anything like that just one one and we'll get the hell out of here but anyway, uh, no, I, I since got the book, your book up to you and stuff like that. And, uh, I mean that, that was literally the first time I had met Steve. Uh, what about you, Ben? Can you remember the first time you had met Steve? Um, <clears throat> I am tr truly trying to figure out which time was the very first time. And, and it possibly was camping actually. So we had made the decision to go camping together, I believe. And I, I, I reached out to him and I met him at a spot. I think he suggested, I think Chris had joined me uh, the next day. So we meet kind of in the middle of nowhere. Didn't really know each other that well, except talking on the podcast. I brought my daughter with me. Um, my daughter may or may not have threatened to stab him in the middle of the night. And he <laughs> they had, had a, a really weird stuff. relationship, man. <laughs> they did. They picked on each other horribly. <clears throat> and uh, he was always a good sport with with talking to her and making her feel like she was she was part of the crowd. She was welcome, and and she she gave him a hard time for it. Um, but I think they enjoyed it. I really do. And we spent like the next day exploring the woods, and we we had an app on the phone. We went looking for fungi, you know, different mushrooms and stuff. I think we found a cool apple tree, and I fed my daughter some apples out of it. And we had a good time. We found better camping spots. We just stayed at the spot we did. Um, and I and I met him a few other times. I've camped with Steve multiple times. Uh, and it was it was good to know that if you called him up, he was one of the few people I know that you could call him up and say, man, I am thinking of going camping at such and such a time, at such and such a place. And if he could make it work, he was going to do it. Like He, he showed up. Um, and we talked about him many times on the show. And and, you know, he's always been a pretty good sport about it because we've had some interesting trips. Like, the <laughs> the, the trip we took behind the, the airport one time, we went back to a cabin way back there, and I thought for sure he was going to he wasn't gonna make it back because we, we pushed that poor boy uh, quite hard to get back there, and we had a, an awesome trip. Uh, and it was definitely more, and he admitted many a time, it was more than he had expected. <laughs> so on that note, uh, one of the times I'd gone out with Steve, we were camping at the camp there, uh, or at the cabin, and th somehow we came to the topic of you guys going out there, and you could literally see, like, you're probably old enough, Ben, you're obviously older than I am, so or around my age, not saying anything bad here, obviously. around my age. <laughs> You could talk to people when they came back from different wars, you know, like either Afghanistan or a few other places like that. And you get them talking about the past and their eyes kind of glaze over and you just see that traumatization come back. That's pretty much what Steve did. 
Like he just kind of glossed over it. He's like, I thought they were going to kill me. And that's all we said. And that was the end of it. That was the whole, everything about it. That was the be all to end all. He was just, he had a drink in his hand and he took a sip and you just seen him stare off into the distance. And his daughter was there with us. And she even kind of looked over and he just went, I thought they were going to kill me. And he drank his drink, put it down and never said another word on the subject. That was it. <laughs> it was it was a brutal trip and it's one of the things like my wife tells me sometimes when we're doing stuff she's and i don't know if it's a joke or not she's like not everyone is you babe and so when you judge things don't judge people to you and it's a very good good piece of advice for a lot of people believe it or not uh but yeah when i get in the woods i tend to go i grab my stuff and i just go and it's it's a thing I had learned in the military is you put your, your mind in neutral and your body in drive and you just go. And we did go. And it was rough. Like each portage seemed to be a little bit harder than the portage before. And we didn't have the lightest canoes. and We definitely didn't have the lightest gear. We were going back to stay in a cabin and we were going to enjoy ourselves. And we did. We, you know, we brought back food and drink to be enjoyed. And we, we definitely enjoyed our trip. Uh, and, uh, you know, no regrets in doing that trip. And, uh, I think that it was, it was an awesome experience. Nobody that went regrets that trip. Um, and there's, there's some good pictures from that. Uh, I don't know how many of them Steve were in some of them. I think Steve actually had taken, uh, but we went back and really explored and got to check things out. Um, yeah, no, it was a great trip. It's probably It'll be my memory for Steve, you know, in the future. When I think of Steve, that's, that will be one of my best memories is that trip for sure. Yeah. And I guess mine would be that cabin trip I took. Unfortunately, Ben, you weren't there. It was just me, Steve and his daughter there. Uh, we went back to an old camp. Uh, he had been, I'd been talking about it for a while and he was really interested in going back. And it's one of those things. It's not a camp. that's not mine. It's one that I use and I'm always leery about who they bring back. And finally I was like, you know what, Steve? He seemed like a good dude. Let's go back and check this out. And he asked if he could bring his daughter. And I'm, I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Because if Steve would vouch for them at that point, Steve's words as good as yours. It is what it is. So anyway, we went back and he seen this place. And this was the, he asked how the road was going back. And I said, oh, it's passable. You know what I mean? And here I am thinking, you know, in my truck, I can drive back absolutely no problem. And Steve has this little, it's not quite a station wagon, but I don't know what you would call it. It's uh, it's a family wagon, I think is what they, they classify them now. It's like the Kia Rondo, but it was, uh, I think, the Hyundai version. or I, I can't remember. Anyway, something like that, and we're going back. And we very quickly realize that it's passable in a truck, not necessarily a car. So we get back there, and we're going through these water holes, and we're doing like the old rock crawling thing. I just, of course, drive through them. I have no problem. Then I get out, and I'm being spotter. And I'm like, okay, over this way. And we got to, you know, you got to hit these just perfect. You can't fall into the center pits. Look out for rocks. And anyway, we get back there. And of course, he's like, first thing he says when he gets out of the truck is, I don't know what the hell you think passable with a car means, but that's not it. And we laughed about that the entire weekend. And anyway, we get back there and we get into camp. We get a fire going. Uh, we're just shooting the breeze, having a few drinks. And the river's right there. And we're having a great time. And we're just throwing stories around. And it was honestly nothing super special about the entire trip but the whole thing was kind of special in its own right because it was just fun it was great weather uh it was nice and warm we had lots of firewood we had good food 
I brought deer steak, cooked it right on the fire. Uh, I had wrapped it up in some tin foil, and after we made the fire, I just threw it in the coals and went back to doing some wood. Oh, that was one of the things. Uh, when I had gone back to this camp, I brought my chainsaw and my axe because I was going to do some firewood for the camp. Everybody that goes to this camp, they got to do something. Or that, that's the unspoken rule, much as you know yourself, Ben. If, if there's a shared communal camp, you always leave it better than when you were there. So my thing was, this was right after Hurricane Fiona, I think, not long after that. There was a ton of blowdown. I brought the drone. I got some aerial photos for the property owners and stuff like that and sent that back to them. I said, I'm going to clean up some of the wood and I'll cut it up into firewood. And I remember it. <laughs> and he brought it up again, not more than a week ago, saying that watching me split wood was just so relaxing because there's a... Uh, as I'm sure you know yourself, Ben, and probably some of our listeners out there know, if you can split wood you can split wood and if you can't you work yourself basically ragged you know what i mean there's there is a method to the madness and it's a method that you only develop with a little bit of practice and by a little bit of practice i'm talking probably like a thousand cord of wood over my lifetime that i have probably junked not split with an axe but definitely junked handled oh man it has to be more than a thousand because i was doing a thousand a, a year just when i was in all anyway it, i've done firewood for the majority of my young life and splitting was nothing more than another extension of that. So I kind of had the method figured out. There's not many blocks of wood out there with a decent splitting axe that I can't take down. And I'm not tooting my own horn. It's just, one, I'm stubborn. Like, I'll just keep swinging the axe until my arms fall off. And two, I do have a little bit of experience with it. And I kind of ran through it. And anyway, he, he always mentioned, like, watching me split wood was almost calming. Because it was so... I'm trying to think of the word he actually said from it. And I could probably go back and I could probably find it. Um, but anyway, he, he just thought it was really neat, really methodical and kind of calming. And I always told him, like, Steve, there's nothing to it, man. You just got to throw the axe at the wood. And he would laugh and he would say that anytime he tried to do that, that he would always have problems. And, it, and we just had a really good time in that whole outing. It was just a lot of fun and it really kind of solidified home what kind of person Steve was at that point. Because that was the first time I'd actually spent um a night out just him and i because i think the first time we went camping was you me him uh i think your daughter was there and then the families joined us later the next day so it was yeah. kind of like a, a group gathering you know what i mean yeah that was the uh, bushcraft weekend yes oh you're sending me some pictures there this must be you guys in the out on the lake was it or going up the river that, to the camp that was the trip i'm trying to see the only picture i can find with like that's clearly him there's there's one taken from what's obviously a hill he's in one of the boats uh, i'm not sure if it falls under what happens at camp stays at hand camp <laughs> i don't know it doesn't look that bad i mean we should put up some pictures of uh steve there on the thing that way everybody can kind of see the guy who was but i mean like he was just the best of people um and we speaking got, of the bushcrafting trip oops sorry go ahead so we got back to that camp that night and uh we were all absolutely exhausted and it was two sets of bunk beds the end of the cabin and i had do my dog i had molly and so i assumed i would get a lower bunk because i had the dog and the dog was going to want to sleep with me um but the two old men that I went camping with. <laughs> you realize know, Steve wasn't that much older than us, right? 
I, I point that out because you point out how I'm so much older than you are. I said you're a little older than me, and then I said we're close to the same age. Steve, Steve was only in his early fifties, wasn't he? Uh, fifty-two, I believe. Yeah, so like he's only twelve years older than me, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm as close to his age as you are to my age. <laughs> Give or take. Um, so, anyways, the two older guys was was him and Sean, and they decided to take the lower bunk, and there was an argument over who got to sleep with Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was in November. Like that was November, like the 11th or something. I just checked the the the, the pictures, and uh, like one picture I sent you is a picture of the two canoes upside down, frosted. Yeah. Because we had frost that night, um, and it was just one of those perfectly peaceful camps. We really enjoyed ourselves. We worked hard getting back there, uh, and the entire time we were back there it was pretty well just us. There was no one else. Um, I think that's why yeah. you guys went at that time of year, too, because it was fairly certain that it was going to be private. Yeah. I do remember the conversation, and yes, folks, I was invited. I was busy for some reason. I can't remember what I was doing. And yet now when you think back at it, it wasn't. It wasn't important because I don't remember it, that's for sure. <laughs> but that trip I will remember forever. So I'm going to tell you, whatever you stayed home for wasn't worth it. <laughs> no, and that's kind of what I'm realizing now, and and this is kind of the whole point behind this and what I was telling you, Ben. Like, it's unfortunate it took the passing of a good friend to make me just take a, a step back and realize that you remember the good things. Nobody remembers that you went to work and did overtime. You know what I mean? A year later, nobody could tell you what day you worked overtime. They don't care. Yeah. But we still talk about the three trips we had, and those were only like, a day or two a piece. You know what yes. I mean? Like you got to do more of that folks. You got to get out there. You got to enjoy the time you got. You never know when it's going to go bad. And it's unfortunate. Nobody expects it. We didn't expect it for him. And I'm sure he didn't expect it for himself, but it, it's just so quick. I think we all expect that there was at least one more or two more trips together. And that's, I talked to Chris. Chris was a really close friend to Steve, probably a bit closer than me and you were to him. Um, and Chris is a very good friend of mine. I assume a very good friend of yours. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, he was a, a good camping buddy. He was somebody we could go with. And it's been really hard for all of us. I mean, I've met some awesome camping people uh, simply through social media. Like, throw, throw it out there. Throw, put it to the wind. Say, listen, this is who I am. This is what I'm looking for. Who's up for it? And it's surprising that I've more often than not, met people. Uh, sometimes it's not right away. Sometimes it takes a day or two. But somebody reads it and they're like, you know, I kind of want to talk to that guy. And next thing you know, you're you're camping. This is how I met. Really, it's how I met you. It's how I met Chris. It's 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 how I met Steve. It's how I've met Jeremy. Uh, I've met two good friends up here in BC. I call, consider them good friends. I hope they consider me. Um, and our goal is to do camping. You know, and you never get to know somebody uh, truly, in my opinion, until you sat in the middle of nowhere with a bonfire and chat about anything and everything. And it comes out. You really get to make people let their, their barriers down. You find out who they really are and they will tell you stuff. They probably wouldn't tell anyone else. You get to find about 
you know, their history, their beliefs, uh, what makes them human. And uh, it's, it's an awesome thing. Uh, I love you're playing. <laughs> What's that? So I love how you're playing with that hat. You can't just. Oh, I'm just trying to get it back on my head to hold my hair down a little bit because <laughs> I look like a riffraff here. There we go. Um, yeah, it, it's funny about the conversations because I do remember some of the conversations that we had at both the cabin and at the bushcraft gathering and or the Atlantic bushcraft gathering. And I'm not going to repeat any of them because they're probably not appropriate to repeat. That's oh. for sure. Because like you yeah. said, the barriers come down. You start hearing what how people really are and that and that's kind of the beauty of bushcrafting or camping or getting out there with your fellow people and getting rid of the technology and like social media is great don't get me wrong i have no problems with social media but the problem with social media on the other side of that coin is it it, it's very non-personal it's very easy um once you get going to have a conversation like this over a camera, it doesn't matter if it's one person or a million people, because God knows how many people see our videos. You know what I mean? Uh, do I think we're like famous? No, but there's still a significant amount of people getting out there. They're looking at us. They're making opinions off us. And honestly, it's not hard over a camera because there's no physical interaction other than, you know, this monitor in front of me here that loads up all the YouTube crap and the monitor to my right here that loads up uh, your video and stuff like that. And the one up above that holds the, the chat and stuff. It's that's it. It's just computer screens. But when you get out and you talk to somebody and all this nonsense goes away, it takes a little bit, like you said, but once people warm up and they start chatting, you really get to learn who they are because it's so easy to put on a persona or a mask or a facade or whatever you want to call it when you're talking to a camera or in front of a computer screen or during a virtual meeting or even over a phone call. You know what I mean? Because you don't get the nuances. You don't get the body interactions. You don't get body language. Like, there's a lot to it. And once you get out to the woods, all that gets stripped away. You really learn how somebody is, like you said. And that's really when I learned how Steve was, was getting out with him into the woods, having a few chats, realizing we have a lot more in common than we thought. Uh, his daughter is literally just the younger version of my wife, which was kind of the weirdest thing ever. They had the same career goals. They kind of had the same schooling. They walked down the same path. It was eerie. And the whole thing was we were trying to plan another get together at the camp to have her come out with Steve and his wife and, you know, their family, everybody come out with my family so they could finally meet each other. And I feel like yeah. we kind of missed the opportunity. Well, we definitely missed the opportunity. I hope at some point that Mel can meet his daughter. Don't get me wrong, but it will never be the same. That time has gone and there was opportunities when I probably could have made the time to do it and I didn't take that step forward to do it. And now it just kind of sucks. You know what I mean? I don't want to say I regret it, but I kind of do regret it. I wish I had made more time, did more things. It's literally you just walk out of the woods one day and find out that somebody you were talking to two days ago just isn't there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've actually talked to people at work today and I, and I said the same things, you know, you have loved ones, you have, you know, whether they're family, friends or whatever, and I, some people maybe shy away from that word, um, but there are there are people in this world that whether you want to admit to it or not, you truly do love, you care for, you want to be part of their lives. And I think it's important that you put that time and effort into doing those things with them. And I mean, this is a bushcrafting channel, so we're gonna 
we're going to pump Bush Crafting every chance you get. But, I mean, that's the <laughs> thing that brought us all together. Honestly, you already said that then. That's, that was our common ground. We developed friendships beyond that, but that was the common ground. Yeah, it, it is what we, you know, it's a, it's a passion that we shared. Um, and, you know, we, we enjoyed, you know, sending pictures of places we were. Sometimes, sometimes we would send beautiful pictures of places we were to simply knowing it was going to piss them off that they weren't there. There's a little <laughs> bit of spite involved for sure, but that's part of the game. That's part right? of the game. And, and I've done it. I've done it to you. I've done it to Chris. I did it to Steve. I've done it to others. And he's like, look at this. Look at the color in these trees. Look at, look at how calm this lake was. Just the other day, the same time we were talking about Steve, I sent you the drone photo from the cab and me waving at it going, hi, Ben, you're not here. I am. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do yeah. I really want to insult you? No. Do I kind of rub it, want to rub it in your face that I was in the woods and you weren't? Yes. <laughs> uh, and I think, though, the, the thing that's going to come out of this for me is that I am going to work that little bit extra harder to get out there with those people that I really enjoy camping with because it, it makes the difference. It's Like you said, it's, it's the memory that sits with you. And I will always remember seeing that tarp that, that Steve had, you know, with all the nice little tie-outs, and he'd set up, like, a, an actual lean-to setup. Like, we went out, we stayed in a tent, and he was staying in a lean-to setup. And, you know, sitting down and comparing our knives and comparing what gear we took and why we like this pack and why we like this type of rope and why do we use the knife we use and, uh, you know, how to build a fire and how to do this and how to do that and, why we chose the sites we did and all those things uh but in the end you know just uh, sitting around a fire and enjoying it and making it the absolute best time um yeah and it kind of brings back another memory and this this one's not really linked to bushcraft but it was a very similar conversation i had with steve and i think it's worth including simply for his memory and to kind of spread a little of his wisdom not that it's not just a reiteration of what we just said but him and i not long before christmas and i say not long before christmas but it was probably like a month month and a half anyway he was going through his friends list and he was clearing out the people that basically they were just there you know what i mean there was no interaction Nothing like that. And it wasn't that he was getting rid of them because he didn't like them. He was just trying to thin it down to the people that really meant something to him. And he wanted to be in their lives. And he wanted them to be a part of his life. And he literally reached out to me. He's like, this is what I'm doing. I really want to keep you on the list. But if the feeling is not mutual, no hard feelings. I understand it's not a problem. And it really got me thinking. I'm like, you know what? This This is... It's words of wisdom. Everybody always tells you this, but it always takes somebody actually doing it to open your eyes a little to it. And and it was one of his philosophies. And I, at least I think it was. I mean, hopefully somebody that knew him a little better, maybe Chris or somebody like that will join in and make comments at some point. But one of his philosophies were if somebody was important to you, much like you said, Ben, you need to make the time to spend time with that person, be it whatever your common ground is. Just calling them up, just chatting with them a little bit, just checking in. Hey, how's it going? Things good, man? Oh, that's good to hear. All right, I'll talk to you again next time. Or going out into the woods and just having a few drinks and just camping, uh, going to the cabin, just going to a day park, 
meeting up for coffee. Make the effort to get out there and show people that you are interested in them, you're interested in their lives, and you want to be in their lives, and you want them in your life. I mean, I don't care how you look at this, like the manly aspect of it, or whatever you want to call it. Oh, we don't show emotions like that. Well, that's kind of part of the problem. You know what I mean? I'm not saying go out and, you know, flaunt yourself over everybody, but just a simple, literal text. Hey, man, how's it going? How's things? You know what I mean? Something as simple as that. Let somebody know, hey, I was thinking off you in this moment. How's things doing? Are you okay? Do you need anything? And I constantly do that to, like, my oldest kid and my wife and things like that, but I don't think to do it outside of that. And he was the real first person that got me to think about it and go, you know what? That's actually really important to do. And I'm the first one to admit I don't do it as much as I should. And it's super unfortunate that it took his passing to really make me reevaluate that and to come back to it and go, no, now I really need to make this a priority. Like I said, it's I'm starting it a little later in life, but not late enough that I, I'm going to have one regret. I wish I'd have spent more time with Steve. But... Hopefully, I know that doesn't happen again, and I really hope that you folks out there listening, watching, whatever the case may be, think about it real hard. It doesn't have to be every single person you know, but think about the people that you want in your life, and just let them know in any way that's meaningful between you. And it can be just a simple, hey, how's it going? Or it can be, hey, I was thinking of you, or it can be a... I want you in my life. You know what I mean? It can be as simple as that, depending on whatever level it is. But really give it some consideration, folks, because we joked about it earlier, but the reality is, in a year, nobody's going to remember that you worked overtime except the people that you are cutting out of your life to do that. Be it your friends, your family, your kids, whoever. They're the only ones that's going to remember. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking, I I think I was talking, no, I was talking to Chris right before I talked to you. And this is like, it's, it's just snowballing for me. Um, this summer, and I, I told you about this, Ben, but Willie, mm-hmm. my youngest, she wanted to go camping and I promised her we'd go camping. I bought all the stuff. I got a brand new tent. I never made the time to do it. And I mean, the time's gone now. Oh yeah. I can do it next year. Great. But what happens if something happens to me? You know what I mean? And I'm not going to say that like, it could be whatever. Maybe I go out in the woods and get lost and never come back. Maybe I get in a car accident. I don't know, but what happens? What if, what if, what if? Stop thinking about the what ifs and start thinking about the what can you do. And just have some fun. That get too yeah. deep? <laughs> Did that get way no. too deep? Did I soggy the mood a little bit? No, no. But I, I see what you're saying, and I agree with you. Like, We do look at it. You know, I've had last couple of years i haven't got out nearly as much as i wanted to because i've been trying to you know find my feet out here and, and it's taken a bit of effort and it's it's meant that i've missed opportunities that i could have um and uh you know it it does take a bit of effort because it's for me like i'm trying to get out in an area i'm not as used to trying to learn new things i've met new people uh i've enjoyed that and i hope you know I hope they're all doing well, those people I've met. But some of those, they also have lives and things they're doing. Um, and I guess so. that's the other side of this, is realize everybody does have lives or lives or their own things going on. But, I mean, you got to temper that, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is... We all know, like, me coming out 
to the, the West Coast, there was a price to pay for that. And that was one of the things is I moved away from a lot of the people that I had built relationships with. Um, and that's not always easy. Um, Steve kind of made it a little easier in some ways because he did reach out, he did care, and we did have conversations, we shared information and stuff like that. Uh, and it was good that that existed. And uh, you know, I hope the rest of you find something like that, you find, meet people. Um, what I would like to say is, because I know there's a ton of people out there. I know there's people out there because I talk to them every now and then and people are saying, oh, I can't make friends or, oh, I, I would love to do camping like you guys talk about, but I can't do it by myself. And no one I know wants to do it. And I'm going to tell you right now, today, we both go, went through this. Me and you both had that problem. We're like, yeah, I want to do more backwoods camping, but nobody I know wants to do it. And the way we did it is literally, and I have done this time and time again, I can't make a million dollars, but I can get you a camping buddy. And this is how you do it. You go onto Facebook, you go into local areas where people are talking about it, and you post it there. You put yourself out there, you open yourself up and say, I am blah, blah, you know, 45 male, blah, 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 blah. This is what I'm looking for. Don't go in the woods with absolutely anyone. I'm not telling you to do that. You may not come back alive. Don't meet do in the woods. <laughs> well, I did, though. I, just... I mean, within reason. Don't meet in the deep woods <clears throat> if it sounds like it's Very an accident. I met, like, completely unbeknownst to me. Uh, and Steve, or not Steve, and, uh, not, what was it, uh, Jeremy. I met the two of them in the woods. Never spoke to any of them more than a couple of minutes on, on, on Messenger. And they're like, let's go camping together. Let's let's take some untested watercraft, go out into a, an unstable lake, and see what happens. And uh, you know, I made two awesome friends that way. Um. And so, but yeah, do a little due diligence. If you're gonna go out with somebody you don't know, take a few minutes, give a couple of people you do know, maybe an idea of where you're going. You know, don't don't be silly about it but you know do do your due diligence but take the risk you know go out there meet somebody if that's the only way you can meet them you know it, it works and it's not a bad uh, way like you said it works the biggest step is to put yourself out there a little bit and i can tell you right now folks the majority of people that you don't want with you aren't even going to read the post they're just going to glance by it and keep scrolling you know what i mean it's only going to be a couple people that are going to be like, you know what? That appeals to me. And that's probably the people you're going to want anyway. And everybody else is going to filter themselves out. You may get the the odd person that you're just kind of like, eh, a couple of red flags. But it happens very infrequently. Or at least in my experience, it's happened very infrequently. Um, as Ben said, we met basically through the uh, Nova Scotia Bushcrafters website. I threw out the idea that I wanted to start a podcast and I wanted somebody to co-host it with me. Ben was the one that perked up first. So I was like, okay. I don't know if I've ever met you. And we kind of came to the conclusion we did kind of cross paths at the original Nova Scotia Bushcraft Gathering. And we're like, screw it. Let's do it. We did a couple podcasts together before ever meeting each other in person, which I think we did one or two. Did we not? I'd have to go back. It's in the first 10 anyway that we went out camping. I, I do remember. I did remember you quite clearly um, from the Bushcraft weekend we had done because I met you and I met Melissa she had done the the rope making thing 
And when we left, I think I said to my wife, I said, those are kind of nice people. It'd be great to get to know them. And then we went completely our separate ways. And it was months, if not a year, before we spoke again. And it was just, I seen your post. I recognized who you were. Nobody was responding. Like, you put the post out, and it was dead air. And I was like, fuck it. Why not, yeah, right? And this is the thing. Months, you got to put yourself out there. Yeah. And now and look so at us. We're I, what? I, 200 and almost 50? I, I don't know. It's hidden behind some windows here. But what, 249 <laughs> episodes in. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Yeah, who would have <laughs> thunk it? And that's the thing, folks. Just put yourself out there. It does take a little bit of courage to lay yourself somewhat bare. But the rewards you reap far outweigh any embarrassment that's going to happen. And I tell people this in high school rules. Everybody is concerned about what people think about them when they're in high school. But the reality is, a year out of high school... You probably don't remember half of what happened in high school. You might remember a couple of the people. And then within 10 years, the majority of them you've lost contact with. And it doesn't matter what happened in high school. So putting yourself out there, any embarrassment you're going to get is going to be short term. You know what I mean? And what what's there to be embarrassed of if you're just looking for like-minded people to go have an adventure with? To me, there's no embarrassment, but... The, the only caveat I want to throw in that is 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 be safe. Like I said, definitely let someone know who you're going with, where you're going. I mean, the first time I did it, I said with uh, with Jeremy. And someone, a lot of people, like a lot of my friends and family, said, "Oh, you're you're getting murdered." Like <laughs> I'm like, well, first off, you got to realize I'm I'm bigger than eighty percent of the population, so physically I'm not too too nervous. There are people out there that scare me, but they're the majority, or the minority, not the majority. So I'm like, first off, I'm not worried about that. Second off, and this is important too, I know he has a channel, and I have a channel. So both of us have people that know we're going together. So I told you, and you knew where I was going. You knew the plan. Oh, I knew so, exactly where you were, and I checked in with you the exact time you were supposed to be back. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and I mean, thirdly, so, Ben, what's the chances of two axe murderers being together at the same time? That, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> and and what's the chances that anyone who goes in the woods has more knives and axes than I do? Slim to none. I, there There is literally Bass Pro Shops, I'm pretty sure, are less stocked on knives and axes than you are. <clears throat> <laughs> no word of a lie, Ben. I got six knives for Christmas. <laughs> I got six separate knives for Christmas. Oh man! But oh shoot, it's not there. Uh, I remember where I put it. How small of a knife do you have? Because I might have the smallest knife. Oh Ben! <laughs> oh, I got you beat, buddy. Oh no! Do you? Oh yeah. All right, okay, you got it there. <laughs> Mine's <laughs> Anyway, it's fun, right? This this is my smallest knife. <laughs> but yeah, no, folks, get out there. If you want to find like-minded people, you do got to take some risks. Take mediated risks, as Ben said. Try to be safe about it. But 
if there's no risk, there's no gain. And once you get the gain, it it's contagious. And you do meet people like Ben and I and Steve and Chris and Jeremy and Danny and everybody else from the comments here. Like, like-minded people tend to find other like-minded people. Once you start finding those like-minded groups, things start getting better. You start having a lot of fun. You start making a lot of memories. Make the time. Get out there. Do it. Let these people know that you want to do this stuff. Make the time to get out there and do it with them. You never know what tomorrow's going to bring. If nothing else, that's something that's been driven home in the last week for me is tomorrow is uncertain. There, there's a quote that goes about that, like the past is the past, today is a present, and the future is always uncertain or something like that. But anyway, it, it's so true. And it's so unfortunate to take something like this to make that whoop around and be a reminder. So get out there, have fun, make friends, get dirty, have your adventures, keep in contact with the people that you want to keep in contact with. At the same time, maybe don't necessarily waste your energy on the people you don't want to keep in contact with. Because, I mean, you as an individual are finite. You only have so much time and to give. Figure out where you can best spend that, metaphorically, to make your life as rich as possible. I do know you aren't going to find anyone as cool as me or Robert. But Absolutely that's not. Steve was a close third. <laughs> And now, unfortunately, that man is no longer with us, so we're back up there, Ben. Um, Hopefully nobody gets offended by that. That is an absolute joke. And if you knew Steve, you would understand that he would absolutely laugh at that. <laughs> and if you find anyone with a better sense of humor, well, <laughs> they're probably a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. But what's the chances of three psychopaths? <laughs> Uh, um yeah, yeah no folks honestly today was just uh in my memory it was a tribute in memorandum to steve steve was a great guy he's gonna be sorely missed he made me realize what should be important in my life and hopefully by sharing some of the experiences from him and us you folks will at least take a little bit more thought in what's important in your life and put your time there folks um i mean and he was he was definitely a good friend he was a great camping companion but i think one of the things for me is he was an awesome supporter of me and you doing this you know giving us the book the other little gifts he gave us over the years uh the encouragement the fact that i think you could probably count on one hand a number of episodes he missed yeah easily even just to pop in and say hi guys i can't stay on tonight i work tomorrow whatever the case just popping in to say hi and then he'd be gone he always made a conscious effort to support us and, yeah. he, and he's gonna be missed for that there's a few people i'm sure that are here today that fall into a similar category <clears throat> but you few are are the minority there's only a handful of people that come even close the hitting as many episodes as he did uh and it was you know a great encouragement for us it was one thing that we knew when we tuned in to, to talk and talk about whatever foolishness we wanted to talk about for the night that steve was generally there to listen uh and that without that kind of encouragement this would have been much much harder to do oh for sure uh, at least we and like you said we knew we always had his support. And I don't know if he did the same to you because I've never asked. But sometimes after episodes, he'd get feedback. Would he message you yeah. and sometimes say, okay, yeah, I've never actually mentioned it because 
once again, never thought of it, but after some episodes, he'd comment and be like, oh yeah, I was listening tonight, thought it was cool, here's my thoughts on it, here's what I think would have been neat, or whatever, right? Like, he was always encouraging and giving very good constructive criticism, at least on my end. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Yeah, and I think that's all I really have to add. Uh, You know, definitely going to miss him. Uh, Definitely wish his, his family... And his friends, you know, our deepest condolences. We're there for you if you want to talk or, or whatever. Um, you know, um, he will be missed. He will be missed by you, and he will be missed by us. And uh, yeah, yeah. And just one comment. We do have a couple comments from the side. Nomad, Matt, and Danny all join us here. And Matt says something here. Great tribute. Wish I would have known him, but being from the Southern Illinois, it's not possible. And this is what this was, folks. Hopefully this gives you at least even a glimpse of the individual that Steve was, just so his memory lives on. He will be remembered, well, for as long as I'm in the woods, I can guarantee you that. I'll always carry something of him with me, be it a thought, be it a gift. I'm going to keep this book probably for as long as I can remember, and hopefully eventually Lily may look into it, or Christiane or somebody like that will want to get into it. I got a knife here he gave me, maybe... Like, I don't know what it'll be, but he will always be remembered in some way. And hopefully by us talking about him for years to come, somebody will stumble across this video or this podcast or whatever. It'll make them look at their lives a little bit more. And they'll remember or at least know of the kind of person Steve was. And that's, that was my point anyway. I'm just looking up South Illinois. It's it's about halfway between us. Yeah, it's pretty far down there. <laughs> it's not a quick drive up, that's for sure. It's not undoable. Oh, it's not yeah. undoable, but it's not a, It's not like, I'll see you this evening kind of drive either. <clears throat> I do look at the map, especially the states, because they're, you know, the states are pretty small compared to the provinces. Um, no offense to our American friends. Oh, absolutely but not, but... <laughs> this is the funny thing i was talking to somebody and they weren't from the states they were from and i think i've told you this story before i was talking to somebody from europe and i can't remember what country it was and they were telling me how like an hour drive they can drive through three maybe four countries and i'm like damn man here in canada an hour might not get you to the end of your driveway some places (laughs) (laughs) but yeah nope the world the world is big but it is oh so small at the same time well i grew up in a town it got you to the end of your driveway, but you were you didn't get to the first Walmart after an hour's driving. <laughs> from where I was originally from and grew up, it was one hour in either direction to hit the nearest town. And I mean town like where you could buy anything. There was yeah. the odd little corner store, like if you needed milk, eggs, bread, you could get that. But if you needed anything, a part for your car, gas, you were driving an hour. <laughs> well, you had two directions. Yeah, I did. I, I could either go north <laughs> or south. <laughs> I have I have only one way out of town, and it was an hour and a half to the next, like, to... Dude, it almost anything. sounds like they were isolating you. What did they know? <laughs> that Ben Green, we better ship them out in the middle of nowhere. They did eventually let us out, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I think that's all I had to say here tonight. Ben, was there anything else you wanted to close off on? No, um... Like I said, um, you know, he will be missed. He will be remembered. 
he he was you know a great guy i think that one thing that we've said here is if there's anything to be learned from this is to definitely get out there and do it and do the things that you enjoy and you love and do it with the people that you like you enjoy doing it with so that being said uh if you are on my camping buddy list uh you need to start preparing to figure out how we're going to go camping again <laughs> hint 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 to any of those that are on that list and 100% <clears throat> same on my side there's a couple people i've been telling when i get around to it we'll go out this is your year folks expect calls i'm going to be in the woods like I've already told Ben I may not be going back to one of my part-time jobs literally just to make up some of this time. I don't need to be working all the time. I need to be out there enjoying it. Not to be, you know, like flaunting and all that stuff, but I, it's time. I need to enjoy the time a bit more. I need to spend time with people I care about more. Like I said, nobody's going to remember I worked a second job in 10 years except maybe my kids and my friends. Um. That's a, that's 100% true. And the best thing that somebody ever told me is you work to live, you don't live to work. And if you realize that your absolute top priority in everything in life is to go to work, then you've missed a bit of the point. Uh, your job is important. Don't get me wrong. You know, if anyone's talking to my bosses and says, listen, Ben said your job's not important. That's not what I'm saying. Ben says go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but... On average, a full-time job is what, 40 hours, 45 hours. It's it's in that ballpark, you know, 35 to 45 hours. You give that to to a business. Uh, I have said it to my coworkers before. I spend more time with my coworkers than I do with my family. <clears throat> oh, for sure. So that my time is very much important to me, and it's my time, and it's the time where I want to go do the things I enjoy, and so. You know, do the same for yourselves. Uh, the best thing to do with your time, bar none, is canoeing and kayaking and hiking in the woods. There's just, that's just a fact. <laughs> we, have, we have non-scientifically and only from a couple... I, I, I'm trying to think of the best word to describe us, Ben, but I'm coming up with a lot of derogatory terms here. From a couple of individuals on the internet, scientifically proving by our own redneck science that... Um, the woods oh, is I think it's beautiful, my friend. My friend, there there is a thing called forest bathing. Have you heard of this? Yes, you and I have talked about this before because I didn't believe it the first time. <laughs> there is scientific proof that the more time you spend in the woods away from people, the better you are. <laughs> in every way, shape, and form. Um, and if you find people that enjoy doing that same thing with you, even better. Uh, those people add to it and you will you will find the people that add to your life and you will find the people that take away from your life and the people that take away uh, you can let them go don't feel guilty and so you have more time to with those to add to your life so identify those people make them important get out there spend time in the woods with them 100 percent well that's it for me tonight folks just want to say uh shout out to everybody that joined us here in the comments i know i didn't pull your comments up like i normally do uh just kind of a different feel for things here tonight but just say thank you to danny nomad matt and uh i think that's all that joined us here in the comments here tonight if i missed somebody i apologize but thanks everybody again once again it's your guys' support that makes this possible and keeps us going uh unfortunately we did lose somebody that's going to be no longer in this comment box going forward so 
Such is life. Such is not life. I don't know how to end that. But anyway, folks, have a good night. We'll talk to you next week.